Welcome home, New Hope. I'm so excited that you've joined us, uh, Church at Home, today. And I want to jump right in. I can't believe that we've been in 2020 for almost five months now. That's a long time, and we've all gone through a lot this year. Um, But I want to remind us of this idea that we're talking about all year in this big word, focus. That's why I've entitled today's message, Keep Your Focus. You know, I know it's a, it's hard to keep our focus, isn't it? It's hard to remember, oh, God, I wanted to do this for you this year. I wanted to do this for you this year. So I'm going to walk us through just quickly, um, quick points of what we talked about at the beginning of 2020 as a church, right here in the room that I'm, that I'm sitting in right now that hopefully we'll all be back in together soon. By the way, I have a special announcement uh, mid to the middle of this week, so stay tuned on Facebook and we'll let you know what's going on. But let's jump in. Look, uh, the series we started 2020 with was I Can See Clearly Now. You probably remember the song. You probably remember the intro video. We just showed it. And uh, week one was I Can See Clearly the Cross. Uh, Look what it says in Galatians 2. 20 to 21. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in the earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Remember the cross, right? Remember the cross, up front at church, and we all rode in there, our, our worries, our cares, our sin, and we put them on the cross. So remember, let's focus, let's continue to focus on the glorious cross, on the miracle of the cross, on the grace that Jesus has for us at the cross. Number two, we jumped in and said, I can see clearly now the power, the power, everybody say power. We love it. Acts 1.8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, we talked about it at the beginning of this year. Let's, let's not forget, yes, we have the cross, but Jesus said, wait around because I want to give you the Spirit. I want you to be my temple. I want my power to be in you so that you can go and do what I've been doing and even more. And then week three, we talked about, I can see clearly now, the vision. The vision. Look what it says in Proverbs 29, 18. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. When we don't accept divine vision and guidance and Clarity from the Lord. We run wild, but whoever obeys the law is 
joyful. Man, I want to be joyful in 2020. I know we're all in this thing together. We're all going through some crazy things right now. But it's important that we're all in this together and that we take divine guidance. You know, by the end of this series, we shared vision for 2020. Uh, We went through a few things as a church and I even encourage you to take home a, a sheet and have, some, have a word for your family. Have a need that you can take care of in your home and in your community. And then also have a scripture. Put it on your fridge. So here's what we have for New Hope. And I want to remind you of this because I want us to keep the focus. I want us to keep the vision alive for 2020. The word this year was focus. The word this year was focus. The need that we talked about was Whenever we see a need, we fill a need. And maybe in your home, you're like, well, we're doing that. We're, we're, you know, there's some people in our church. We're calling you now. Everybody at New Hope now, we're calling people of hope because we're people of hope. And man, this weekend, people were here at church giving out food. They saw a need in our community. They know that there's people who need food. So they're making food and handing it out. I think that's amazing. And then our scripture for 2020 is found in James 4, 7 to 8. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So today, as we jump into this message, I wanted to remind you of our 2020 vision, and I wanted to remind you to continue focusing Don't get off track. Let's keep going. There's something amazing that God wants to do this year. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the cross. Thank you for your focus. Thank you for the power to accomplish the vision that you've set before us in 2020. Let us not lose hope. Let us not get distracted. Let us not lose our vision that you have. And Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you speak to each person watching and listening today, including myself, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You know, so as we start this focus week, as Caleb and I talked about in the beginning of of the uh, service today, I want to tell you a story that I've been reading this week. I've been pondering it. I even shared it with our men's group on, on Tuesday night. And it's found in Genesis 25. So if you want to take a moment, open up your Bible there, get your highlighter out, get some notes. And uh, I really believe that this simple story is going to speak to each person today. It's found in Genesis 25, and we're going to start in verse 21. Look what it says here. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife. Remember Isaac is Abraham son, Abraham, Isaac, and fill in the blank. We're going to find out who the next one is. I know you know who it is. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. The Lord answered Isaac's prayer, and Rebekah became pregnant with twins, but the two children struggled with each other in her womb. So she went to ask the Lord about it. Why is this happening to me? She asked. And the Lord told her, verse 23, The sons of your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your older son will serve 
your younger son. Now, in that culture, that was very abnormal. Uh, the older son had to birthright, and we're going to talk about that as we get a little bit deeper into this. But let's look on, 20, verse 24. And when the time came to give birth, Rebekah discovered what she did indeed have twins. The first one was very red at birth and covered with thick hair like a fur coat. So they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. As the boys grew up, verse 27, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament and preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebekah loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of what? Some of that red stew. Have you noticed that when you're tired and hungry, you make poor decisions? Man, I'm one of those hangry people. <laughs> you know, if you ask my wife, like, hey, what's Landon like when he's hungry? Well, she'd be like, he's, he's hangry. You know, we all get in, we all have different temperaments. When we're tired, maybe we, we become different. When we're hungry, you know, I believe that we let our guard down when we're hungry and tired, kind of like you're going to see that Esau did. Um, we fall for things quicker. We let our guard down. We lose our focus. The Bible doesn't really mention why Esau was in a state other than he was out in the wilderness. Maybe he was on a long hunting trip. He's like, oh, I want to make my dad proud. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some wild game for him. I'm going to bring it home and we're going to have a great time. But maybe he went out hunting for days and days and he came back empty-handed and he was starving. Maybe he was in a really bad state. Or maybe he was just kind of like us and we, ate bre we didn't eat breakfast that day and he was out too long and, and didn't take enough food with him. Most likely he was coming home from this hunting trip. When we're hungry, we will do just about anything to satisfy that physical space that's empty. Right? Think about being hungry and maybe the only thing, if you're on a long trip, the only thing on the side of the highway is a Taco Bell. Wow. You, you know you're hungry when you go to Taco Bell. You know, we might even try another place that we're not used to or a food that, that maybe we're not used to. We'll do just about anything to fill that physical void. Do you know that us people, we do just about anything to fill a spiritual void. Maybe we're empty inside because of a bad relationship. Maybe we're empty inside because of how we grew up or our parents were divorced or whatever it could be. Maybe you're hungry today and God is saying, listen, focus on me. Focus on the right thing. Don't just satisfy yourself with something that looks great on the outside or will satisfy you for a moment, kind of like Esau was doing. But focus on me and he will fill the space. Let's jump a little bit further into the story. Genesis 25, verse 30. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me 
your rights as the firstborn son. Man, that's quite a trade he's asking for, isn't it? Imagine asking for that. Jacob saw the Esau when it was in a vulnerable place, and he's going to take advantage of him. You know, let's pause for a minute and talk about the birthright. In their culture, it consisted of, one, a spiritual, spiritual leadership in becoming the head of the family. Secondly, a double portion of inheritance. And then number three, the claim to the covenant blessing God had promised Abraham. So it was Abraham, Isaac, and it could have been Esau. That was his place. But God was doing something different. And Esau really, he, he was starting to think like, well, I'm tired. I'll take just about, I'll do whatever he asks me to do as long as I can fill the void of this physical hunger. I feel like the enemy, the devil, is hanging out trying to do this in our lives, in our community, in our families, in our schools. Oh, I have this. Let's trade. It looks really nice on the outside. And guess what? We begin to compromise. We begin to compromise who we are. We begin to lose our focus. And we say, well, I'm not trading that much away for what looks nice on the outside. And when we lose our focus, it's easy to compromise because we're complacent. Why are we complacent? Because we've lost focus so many times over a certain period of time that we compromise. Look what it says in 1 Peter 5.8. It speaks clearly to this. 1 Peter 5, 8 to 9 says, Be alert of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse 9 says, Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Listen, church. We're all going through this thing together. We all have similar struggles. We all have things that the enemy is out to trade us for. But God's saying, no, no, keep your focus. Keep your eye on the prize. Okay, let's, let's, let's hit the end of the story. Genesis 25, verse 32. Look, I'm dying of starvation, says um, Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first, you must swear. You know, Jacob's all business, right? Jacob's like, first, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, there, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother, Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Man, at that moment, Remember, Esau is tired and hungry. His mental capacity is not where it should be. And in a moment, he trades the special position for something that only lasts for a little while. And you're like, man, how can someone do that? But listen, church, we do that kind of stuff all the time. We trade something good for, listen, lentil soup doesn't even have meat in it. Lentils are like little seeds that when you boil them, they get big, kind of like rice. You're like, who would do that? But you know what? We do that quite often. We trade time with our friends and our family or our, or our spouse. 
for Facebook. Now, listen, I'm not saying Facebook's bad, but anything for too much is not good. You know, God is calling us maybe to pray and read at a moment in time. And maybe we trade that for something less, Netflix or something else. We trade our time with our spouse or we start looking at things or we start lusting after things. We trade healthy food for junk food. I do that. We trade all sorts of things. And God is saying, listen, keep your eye on the prize. Keep your focus. Listen, a lot of you at the beginning of 2020 wrote on little pieces of paper. We'll bring that up again. Remember, we put them on the cross. And you know what? That was when we said 2020 is going to be different. And I believe that God was setting us up to have a great year because he knew what was going to be ahead of us. He knew what challenges and circumstances that we would be going through in 2020. And right here you see like, oh, I remember when I walked up with my family and I nailed that to the cross, that I let it go. And I said, Lord, let me focus in 2020. So listen, I want to, as we close today, I want to challenge you with this. Are you focused? Are you focused on the things of God? Are you continuing to focus on your family and working hard? Or are you distracted and not able to focus because maybe you're tired? Maybe you're spiritually tired. Maybe you're so spiritually hungry that you'll take anything right about now. God's saying, keep your focus. Look what it says in Isaiah 40. Verse 29 and 30 to 31. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youths, I love how he says that, grow tired and weary. Even young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, I'm going to add a word here. Those who focus, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Listen, this week, we're calling the focus week. So if you didn't watch the announcements in the beginning, this week we are pausing everything but our Sunday at home. This coming Sunday, we'll have Sunday online again. We're going to make a special announcement about some other stuff that are come, that's coming up physically. Uh, the following Wednesday, we are going to be on the steps again doing worship. But this week, we're pausing our, our youth stuff, our men's, our ladies, all of those things, because my goal as your pastor is to say, listen, it's time for us to focus in, to grab, get our family around, and to, to have a week of focus. So what I did was I put this together. You'll see here on the screen, um, a, I kind of put a week of focus together. We want to rest during those weeks. During this week, we want to pray with our family. As you see number three there on the little steps, read the word. Number four, encourage someone. Number five, uh, take community together as a family. And then jump to the next one here. And here's some of the scriptures that I put together. As a family, what if we just read one chapter each day? So here uh, number on May 18th, Romans 1, the 19th, the, and, and so on and so forth. And we're going to have this available. We'll email this out. Uh, we'll also put it on Facebook. We'll make sure you have this. 
And then the, the last page here, this is how I want to challenge us practically today. I, I want us to focus in at spending time with the Lord. I believe when we spend time with God, then when things come like when we're like Esau and we're starving and we're tired, we're not going to fall for all of these things. We're not going to be devoured by the enemy who's coming, who's roaring, who's, who's lurking around. But we're going to be strong, bold believers who do the right thing, who focus, who keep our focus on the Lord. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what this soap means. Number one, S means scripture. Open your Bible to your reading for the day. Take time reading and allow God to speak to you. When you are done, look for a verse that particularly spoke to you that day and write it in your journal. The second one, O, observation. What do you think God is saying to you in your family? Maybe you write it down. As the Holy Spirit to te- ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and reveal Jesus to you. Make sure you give everyone a chance to say something. And then number three, application. Personalize what you have read by asking yourself how it applies to your life right now. Perhaps it is instruction, encouragement, a new promise, or correction for a particular area of your life. Write down and talk about how the scripture can apply to you and your family. And then the last one, prayer, right? This can be as simple as asking God to help you use the scripture or even a prayer for a greater insight on what you may have, what he may have been revealing to you. Remember, prayer is a two-way conversation, so be sure to listen to what God has to say. Now write it out. So I want to encourage you with this. He's bringing me back in here. And I want to, I want to encourage you to take this week of focus. Take a half hour, take an hour even with everybody in your family. Take time alone and do this because I believe that God is saying, this is your time. This is your time to focus in. And you know what? My hope is as your pastor that this becomes a normal everyday habit that you and your family are doing. Maybe you're already doing it. So do it even more. Well, now that I've challenged you, let me pray for you before we go. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for our church. Thank you for a strong Bible-believing church who has the Holy Spirit, who has the power, who has vision, who, who focuses on the cross and all the many things that you give us. Lord, I pray that right now, as we go into this week of focus, Lord, you would speak to us. You would reveal things to us. Lord, you would correct us. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. Listen, I love you all. We'll see you soon. Take care.